Hello and welcome to Accountable Arizona Election 2022. I was fortunate enough to have Violeta Ramos as my mentor my last two years at ASU. I was ecstatic when I saw that she had chosen to run for school board. She felt like the perfect representation of how important school board races are. These races affect us all, even if you don't know someone in public school. Here's our conversation. All right, so name is Violeta Ramos. I am running for a seat on the governing board of the Osborne School District. So I will appear on the ballot for those who live in the boundaries of the Osborne Elementary School District. Awesome, and are you originally from Arizona? I am, born and raised. Nice. What part of Arizona? Central Phoenix, so nice. I was born in Good Sam, and then most of my life lived between 19th Avenue and McDowell to 19th Avenue and Thomas. That's, those were the homes that my parents had. Oh. So that's where I grew up, yeah. And what communities within Arizona are extra special to you or you feel have gotten you to where you are? I think I've been really lucky to receive a lot of support. Of course, the Latino community has been very supportive and, and also truly from what I've seen, going out there knocking on doors and talking to people just the support that I get by being an educator and so one of the main reasons why I decided to run is because I believe that there's a lack of representation of educators on school boards we typically see a lot of business members and so being a teacher being in the classroom being able to see what's happening on a day-to-day basis I felt that there's just this huge disconnect And so that was one of the main reasons why I decided to run. Awesome. And if you're elected, how do you want to use your power to help our underserved communities? One of the things that I have heard while networking with folks in the community has been that school board members are, because they are representing the school and because people send their children to the school, they trust board members. And so I feel like it's a unique power to be able to share with the community, you know, and inform them of what's going on. For instance, the school vouchers, right? So that's something that I'm definitely very much against because if the expansion does go through, that's over a billion dollars from the public school budget that's going to be taken away, which, would make a huge difference to what programs could be funded or not funded. Right. Being able to use my voice of being in the community and, and hopefully being trusted by, by my neighbors essentially because I do live in that community, to be able to advocate for the, the laws, the policies, the, the things that need to be changed here in Arizona so that ideally we can slowly build a better education system. Yes, we need it. We need all the help we can get with public education. What else are you excited for or are excited to vote for upcoming on the November ballot? I think that people get really excited over presidential elections, right? And this year is not a, or yeah, we're in the midterm, so it's not a presidential election year. But it is the year that we're voting for a new governor, which personally, I don't like our current governor. Being able to vote for somebody new who is going to support the public school system, who is going to support women's reproductive rights, 
it just I'm really excited for that and not just the governor but you know the secretary of state which could make a big difference in how we treat campaigns and 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 voting right yeah uh, as well as the state treasurer yeah um, and so I have met with Martin Quesada who is the person I am voting for and he has talked about how he wants to support the public schools right. and how there are programs to be able to have different classes around financial literacy for our students, which I think is huge because I remember graduating from college and not knowing what 401k was, retirement, you know, any of those things or yeah. how to even, I don't know, apply for your benefits. Yeah, or and what so, those benefits are. Like, what does it exactly, mean? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you're going to pay me so much, but what does it mean um, with the benefits? And so I think that there's a huge need for that. And, and there's a way that we can connect everything. And so by hearing him talk about that, I was like, yes, if I get elected as a board member, I definitely want to, and if he gets elected as state um, treasurer, I want to hold him accountable to that and say, how can we collaborate so that our schools are receiving these types of programs and how much more funding could can our schools be receiving? Right, because the treasurer has historically been in GOP power, and so mm -hmm. we've never seen any of that money managed with public education exactly. in mind. Yes. So, a lot at stake on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel it's important to care about your school board race, even if you don't have children in the school district? I guess I was just raised with the idea of if you see an injustice and you don't do anything about it, then you're part of that injustice. And so I, as a teacher, I see just the lack of funding for our schools. I see the lack of proper representation. I also, and not just as an educator, but also as a, as a Latina, also as a queer individual, but you don't really see that on school boards. and. I personally have been inspired by other politicians in other parts of the country that are truly making a difference and, and I want to try and make that kind of difference. And it all starts with the little things, right? So people might think, well, school board is just a small local election, but it actually makes a huge difference, especially right now in the times that we are living in where there's talks about CRTs and indoctrination of gender. But none of these things are truly happening in right. our schools. But there seems to be this false propaganda going around of, you know, we got to save our schools because, you know, they're not, I guess, following God's way. I mean, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I have heard, right. you know, the conservative right talk about that. And so it's just so important to be able to, to go in there and properly represent the teachers, the classified staff, because without the support staff, as teachers, we can't do our jobs either. Right. And so I feel really lucky that I get to see both sides because my wife is classified staff at the school that I work at. Yeah. And so I get to see how we are both treated. I get to see the type of communication that happens from other staff members for each of us. And so I just think, you know, being able to, to represent all of that is just so important. Yeah. And. I'm sure as an educator, it's really frustrating to see all the propaganda and newsline when there are so many other critical problems facing your day to day. Yes, yes. I mean, the whole issue with, I was very upset when they started saying that CRTs and critical race theory 
And I mean, and the fact that, that there is a politician out there literally on his signs that says, you know, help me stop whatever CRTs yeah. in our schools. And it's, it's ridiculous because I personally, when I'm working, so I work with mostly with AP Spanish students. Wow. When I'm working with them and we're talking about themes like assimilation, globalization, like I, I come out with the facts of what has happened in history, what is happening politically, so that they know and they're aware rather than trying to paint a perfect picture of what the U.S. is. Because truly none of these countries have a perfect history, right? Yeah. There's, you can't, any country that you pick, you can't say like, they have had this wonderful, like beautiful past. Like there's been something horrible that's happened everywhere in the world. Right. And so why are we going to try to paint this beautiful picture that is non-existent. Like, we're just gonna be honest and try to learn right. from what happened in the past. And so for me, like, I try to help them learn how to think critically. That's why it is so upsetting that the conservative right is focusing on things that are not happening, when we could be focusing on, you know, how can we make it so that teachers are making more money? I mean, truly the job is exhausting. It takes a lot out yeah. of us. And some teachers even take work home yeah. because there's just not enough time in the day to be able to grade everything, to be able to plan, you know, what you're going to be doing tomorrow. Definitely want, I want that. I also want to make sure that these school budgets are being used properly. Yeah. And so there is money that I feel does not get used properly. And I, I get the whole idea of you got to use it in order to make sure that you receive it next year but let's use it wisely you yeah. know let's make sure that it's truly making an impact and a difference in the communities within the students for the parents because truly at the end of the day these school districts represent a lot more than, than just the students and teachers right? absolutely and we've kind of touched on it a little bit but or at least complicated histories mm -hmm. and Arizona isn't free from that we definitely have a long history of white supremacy mm -hmm. and definitely felt its simmering and bubbling effects over the last few years. How do you think it's important for the school board to be involved in that fight against white supremacy? You know, I think really in order to defend our students. So living in central Phoenix, it's, it's a very diverse community. Absolutely. And so I think that's probably one of my favorite things about living in central Phoenix and why I wanted to. When I was looking to buy a house, I could have easily gone to the suburbs, but I really wanted to stay. You know, I literally live five minutes away from my parents' house. That's great. Um, and, and not because I wanted to be super close to them, which I love being that close yeah. to them, but also because I just wanted to be in the heart of where everything is. It takes me 10 minutes to come to downtown if I need to. And so I see it every day with the students that I work with, how much they are growing and how much they are learning, how different this generation is from my generation in terms of just being able to be free about who they are, their likes, their dislikes, their style, their sexuality, their, you know, and, and there's so, so much that I want to protect for them. Yeah. I don't want to see somebody bring them down. They're already going through all of these hardships in life, trying to figure out if they want to continue studying, what they want to study, 
things have really shifted in our world. And so as much as I always advocate for go to college, you know, continue your education, there's just a different mentality and a different mindset with this new generation. And that's okay. But I always tell them, like, don't ever lose your focus and learning and continuing to grow. And so I definitely want to make sure that I am being an advocate for our youth, you know, for our youth of color, for our queer youth, because there is no reason why anybody should make them feel less. Right. And and this whole, you know, white supremacy happening here in our state is so unfortunate because we have such a rich history being right next to the border, having indigenous communities here that really like, I love how diverse, like just our food scene is here. You know, the fact that you can find, you know, food from different African countries, from South American countries. Like, I absolutely think that it's amazing and I want to see that continued growth. Absolutely. What do you think's the best way for Arizonans to hold elected officials accountable? I think that one of the things that we don't do is when somebody who's running a candidate makes these promises and then we vote for them and and they come in you know into their new positions and they don't respond or give us what they promise we just say well that's politics that's politicians yeah we'll vote them out exactly yeah two four years whatever it is we'll just vote for the next person or there is this mindset of well you're just voting for the lesser of the two evils which I get. I mean, that has happened a lot. I've seen it, and yeah. and it, it sucks. I it don't like it. I the don't, two-party system is not doing us a lot of favors. It is not at all. We don't truly have options. Yeah. So that's actually kind of something that I've enjoyed with this campaign is that as a school board candidate, it's nonpartisan. Yeah. And so there's actually five of us running for two open seats. Yeah. So at least in the Osborne School District, the people have a lot of choices. That's great. And so I think that, yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it's great, which is why I'm trying to, you know, get to know as many people as possible so they can see who I am and why I'm interested in, in, in getting elected and representing them. But what was your question? No, you're good. Uh, how do we hold elected <laughs> oh, officials that's right. accountable? That's right. I think we, we shouldn't be afraid to step up and to say something, yeah. you know, to remind them, hey, this is why I voted for you. For instance, uh, a movement that I've seen recently in the last five years is is with the school board officials in certain districts. So I know the district that I work for, there's been just a lot of debate on if there should be SROs or not. And seeing these families come together to the board meetings to really advocate for what they feel is best for their community. And teachers are being encouraged to go and speak up their mind too. I think it's just those are the kinds of things that we need to be doing is rather than saying, well, you know, two, three, four years, we'll vote for the next one. Asking them like, hey, you know, even just sending an email, you know, or making a phone call, it doesn't take that long, but you're being added to the list of people who are unhappy. And then that way they can see, okay, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? What did I say? What did I promise? So truly just you know, letting them know how it is rather than sitting back and just taking it. Yeah, most elected, I feel like if you're elected into any type of office, you can usually find that person's email as public information. Everything, yeah, everything is public information, so. And it gives you a paper trail to say, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to change something, right? Yeah, my 
final question before I give you your soapbox to say whatever <laughs> you would like is why do you love Arizona? You know, Arizona's home. So I, I was born and raised here. I am a product of the public schools here. When I left to go to Tucson to live there to go to school, I wasn't sure if I would be coming back to Phoenix. As a high school student, you don't really get to discover your, your city. Yeah. But I came back. At that point, the economy was just not doing so great. So finding a job in a smaller town was not ideal. So I moved back up here. I was able to find a job that really introduced me to community building. And I started falling in love with the city. Yeah. I started seeing local shops opening up, places that I could hang out at. And, and see people that were similar to me, whether it was political ideologies, whether it was taste in food or the arts. I just started seeing our city truly booming and it made me want to stay. Yeah. And so, you know, buying a house essentially is planting a tree, right? Your roots are starting to just get deeper and deeper as time passes. Getting involved in the community. I have been able to to volunteer for different organizations, to to just get involved. And, and I see how these seeds that I'm planting are growing and growing and just building such a great foundation of, of what Arizona is and just being able to see those changes. So I remember being in high school and this state was completely red. Yeah. But now, thankfully, we're starting to see this change, right? So yeah. we're definitely not blue yet yet where I would say we're purple right but I feel like we are definitely heading into that direction seeing how much people are mobilizing the save our schools campaign to halt the school you know ex the expansion of the school vouchers like seeing all their posts seeing how people are mobilizing all over the state yeah like to me that's just it's beautiful it's wonderful and I want to continue being part of that it's awesome and what is the final message you would like to leave with voters, listeners, fellow Arizonans? Yeah. So I feel very strongly about you know making sure you do your research as to who you are voting for. I think that people can be very deceiving. Yeah. Uh, so there is a right-wing conservative candidate running uh, for school board of Osborne, and when I looked up his name, as when he submitted his statement of interest. I found some shady stuff online, hmm. but now that he has put up signs and website and everything, he's using his middle name, oh. which throws off the Google searches. Drama. So you don't find yeah. any of the shady things. And so truly doing your research as to who's who, what do they represent, why do they want to run, and not being afraid to ask those questions. Yeah. So I know when I've gone knocking on doors, I, I freely answer any questions that anybody might have of me because I feel that we need to be as transparent as possible. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for thank both you. being who you are in Arizona and for talking to me today. Thank you. I hope you are as inspired as I am after mine and Violetta's conversation. We have incredible school board candidates running this midterm, no matter what part of Arizona you live in. I encourage you all to know who are leading our public schools at the ground level. Don't forget to stay accountable, Arizona. Thank you to local artist Junk Dior for our intro and outro music, All of Your Days.